0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices.
1: What's good, family? It's your boy, Isaiah Anderson, Jr., and we back. Build Barbershop Series 2022. We are back. Uh, We're about to get it in. We're going to have some dialogue with some family members. Glad y'all joined us. Kick it over to my man Dre real quick so he can introduce himself. A little bit of history of what we do, what we do,
2: and uh, we'll be back. Hey, what's going up, y'all? This is Dre from Brothers United Leadership Development Build. We're happy to be here in on Stage, Black Dome, Black Rand, Performing Arts Center, and White Center. Come check them out. Uh, Yeah, we're here doing the Barbershop Series, a little history, quick history about it. We started the Barbershop Series when we started back in 2013, taking the conversation to where black men and boys were having those conversations. And we know the ladies were in the barbershop too, bringing their kids up in there. So it's really about having conversation where they're at. COVID, we had to go a little different direction. So here we are in beautiful acts on stage, sharing the stage with a bunch of black men, beautiful black men making it happen.
3: What's good, Lawrence Evans, glad to
4: be here among the brothers. Hello, my name is Jeffrey Lee Cheatham II and I am happy to be here.
5: Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is John Page, and it's good to be
0: here. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Jace E. Cage, one half of Black Stats. It's a pleasure to be here to have a great conversation with these brothers.
1: All right, fam. We're glad y'all joined us. I want to thank all these brothers for coming in. Tonight's episode is going to be entitled That of Black Legacies. Um, are they being left? Who's leaving them? What do they look like? Um, and so we got a, a cast of, of brothers here who can speak to uh, legacy on, on all levels. And so we're gonna jump into that real quick. And I'm just gonna start with my man, Jace. Mm. Um, and I'm and I'm coming from, I told Dre when we, when I first talked about it, I was like, man, Jace gonna be on this section? Um, my man Jace is in the building. I was so glad that he was, you know, had agreed to be a part of this session um, because the first thing I thought about was that in which his family, his mother and his father, mm. left in the community, that I wasn't even in Seattle that long. And I had already heard about what they were doing before I met their son mm. at Langston Hughes. Mm. Uh, so Jace, I just want to kick it to you, man, just to talk about you know, your feelings and your, your perspective on legacies.
0: Hmm. Well, first of all, I want to honor you for honoring my parents. Uh, I think that's a blessing, uh, just to bring them up in this space about a conversation around legacy is yeah. very important. So I want to honor you for honoring them. Legacy. When I think about legacy, it's interesting because I, don't, I think about something with no limitation. Huh. Nothing, something that is outside of the box. Something that comes from your experience, something that is natural, something that you're willing to give and you're willing to die for. Huh. It's just not about, um, you know, a, a good reputation when you're here. Right. Because I, I I believe that you establish relationships when, you, when you're here and your legacy is built when you're gone. Uh-huh. Right. So uh-huh. with my parents, the one thing that I really loved about both of them is that they love black folks. They love black folks, regardless of the mistakes, regardless of the style of living. They love black folks. And so they always taught us to love ourselves because I'm a black man, proud black man. Right. And in that. They wanted us to also have the knowledge necessary to move the needle forward and to help those that come after us and those yeah. that are standing beside us at the same time. So it was very interesting. Went to Garvey School, all-black college prep school in Seattle, Washington. That's an anomaly all in itself, all by itself. right there. Yeah, man. Um, started by my mother and father and five other families. And the, the beauty about them doing that is that they sacrificed a lot to make sure that we had a little. Mm. And sometimes I believe when you talk about legacy, everybody thinks about the grandiose piece and not the little things that lead up to it. They don't want the process, but they want the product. For us, we were taught who we were, where we came from, why we're so important to the world, why um, we're going through some of the things that we're going through, some of these challenges, whether it's racism, whether it's uh, uh, economics, whether it's health education. And so for them, it wasn't as important for me to be a basketball star or a rapper or any of that. It was important that I had self-dignity and pride and I could take that anywhere. That travels. Uh. You see what I'm saying? So in the court of of athletics, I was great. But in the court of life, they wanted me to be even greater. And so they they created the Garvey School and they, uh, my parents' name, because I want to make sure I say that, CJ Osandu Far is my father. Kareem Falaside Far is my mother. The most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. So I just I'll stop right there because I know we're gonna
1: continue this conversation. Oh, man. Yeah, most definitely. I I like the piece where you man it just made so much sense just now. You said it's not about what you look like now. It's about what is left after. Yeah. And they and they did that,
3: man. They I mean, did.
1: I was I was truly honored to come to your, your house was like a landmark. Mm. Uh, I mean, it was like For a good master, reason bad reason. That was like a landmark, man. Yeah. And so, uh, but you talked about history. That Absolutely. They, they gave you that. I want to bring in L.E. Bro, you are like a walking uh, history book to me, man. Every time I'm around you, I hear more and more about just so much that has happened here in Seattle. And I've been in Seattle now longer than I did in Illinois, right? So Seattle's home, um, but I don't have that 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 history mm. of Seattle. I just have the, the the stories, right? But when I sit down with you, bro, mm. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm sitting in those times when you're talking about. It. So if you can just share a little bit about your knowledge and your ability to give history, to where a lot of times people will erase that and go, "I'm just looking forward,"
3: mm. right? Thank you, brother. Now, I, I hang around some, some real solid brothers too, and, and I think that has a lot to do with the, the things that I've been able to do in my life. Uh, you know, when I think about legacy, um, I guess I start with the fact that I grew up in a household where my mom and dad were always there. My dad was there from the day I was born until he passed in, um, what was it, 2002. And my mom had 11 siblings. My dad had nine. So I had several uncles that were the heads of their families. So growing up with black men, seeing strong black men, Mm. getting up and going to work every day, that that's that's been my norm. Even though I noticed that, especially once we moved to Seattle in 1966, among my black friends, I was in the minority. Mm-hmm. but oh. not to the degree that we see today. <clears throat> I saw a report on King 5 News the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually. It said that today, um, and I grew up in the CD. Um, today, the CD consists of, I think, it's 9% Black people. Mm. Wow. Whereas when I was coming up in the CD, it was 90% wow. Black people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during that period of time, over 50 years, including through the Civil Rights Movement, um, I've had the opportunity to see some things that we should have done and that benefited us and some things that we shouldn't have done and we should never repeat again. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those things we were talking about, you going to the Garvey School. Mm And I, I never had the benefit of going to a school like the Garvey School, but one of the things we did is we went to our neighborhood schools. That's right. And our elders mistakenly believed that it was in our best interest to mm-hmm. bust us miles away from mm-hmm. our community.
0: That's right.
3: And I think we, as a people, if you look at Seattle, Other people that have migrated here, they've looked at wherever they landed, whether it was the ghetto, whether it was considered the best part of town or the worst part of town, and they said, well, we're going to set our roots here and we're going to build this up. What's unique to us, and I think there's a direct correlation to us being the only group of people that have had our history, our cultural roots almost completely taken away, we've got this different mindset. That when we reach a certain status mm-hmm. economically, um, one of the things we strive to do is to get, get as away far away from our community yeah. as possible. And I remember um, in the 70s, I was in high school and uh, gas prices, it was like 35 cents a gallon to get gas, and it jumped up Ooh. to 50 cents a gallon, and we were all tripping. Lost your mind. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. raise you know, gas 11 cents. What you used to see is. Um, the moving vans, as the the white people that were, you know, rushing to get away from Central Seattle, once we started moving in in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, mm-hmm. they were coming back because they realized oh. CD five minutes away from the lake, right. six minutes away from downtown and Puget Sound, mm-hmm. um, access to 520, mm-hmm. I five, and I ninety, mm-hmm. right within minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Still, we had the mindset that when we reached the certain economic status, we go. were trying to go mm-hmm. out into Woodinville and Redmond and the places that they had just deserted to come back here. And we weren't wanted out there anyway. Right. Mm,
0: right.
3: So, you know, moving forward, I, I think one of the things that is an important legacy to me. And, you know, we were talking earlier about having black teachers uh, in high school. I had three black teachers, black men who are my teachers. I won't mention their names because some of them were pretty prominent in the educational field around here, but they didn't say a word to me. And I was a knucklehead in high school. Mm-hmm. I had given up on the whole educational process because I recognized that it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I was there basically just to play football. And, and after that, I was out of there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I told myself was that when I came of age I wasn't going to come across some young brother who was struggling with something and me not offering something in return. Right on, right on. Because I used to worry about graduating from high school. I was like 20 credits behind. They didn't have credit retrieval back then. And I'm like, man, do I want to go to school until I'm 20 years old just to get that high school diploma? And I used to stress about that every day Hmm. and didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Wow. While my dad was there, he was old school. You know, he did. He didn't say he worked like two jobs for most of my life. Everything was taken care of. I never wanted for anything economically or financially. We lived in a house that my parents owned. In fact, they still. My mom still owns that house that we grew up in. Again, a little bit different than a lot of the brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters that I grew up with, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, when a little bit of money was dangled in in front of them after their parents had passed on, Mm -hmm. they sold that property. Mm -hmm. And as a result, Mm -hmm. today, the CD is 9% African-American. So I guess I'll, I'll close by saying back to what I said earlier about us having or us being the only group of people that don't have this roadmap, this cultural specific roadmap with economic ties to our place Mm -hmm. of origin Mm -hmm. that dates back thousands of years. Like everybody else, they can tell you exactly where they come from and how long that civilization or that area existed. And there's rites of passages, there's languages, there's customs, there's traditions. There's a protective factor that comes along with that knowledge. And because we're the only group of people that don't have that, we have to make special accommodations mm-hmm. to establish our legacy. Is it unfair? There's never been anything fair about this country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't designed to be fair. That's Are right. we capable of doing that? Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. We've That's got right. people around the world that look at us. They see things within us that we don't even see, Absolutely. and they emulate our behavior. Absolutely. And if we could only see that, we'd be all right. Mm-hmm.
0: Man.
1: Man, man that's that's that's, that's, in that's,
0: in
3: that's heavy. yeah
1: that's heavy I, I i while you were talking i thought to myself when you said we were the only people who didn't get a chance to right the only thing i could think of was you mean we were driving around without no insurance we're mm. the only people mm. that didn't have insurance Everybody else has something they could fall back. Oh, that happened? We did, mm-hmm. And not us. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. Thank you, brother. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, JP, you know I'm coming to you right after I go to Larry. Man, I, I got to come to you because when, I, when we start talking about historians, mm-hmm. right, I, I bring you up after him because of the difference in the backgrounds. Right? You guys kind of traveled pretty much. We were talking earlier about... Uh, a lot of us experiencing the same thing, mm-hmm. but because we don't speak the same language,
5: mm-hmm.
1: we don't never know it.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: We never know it, it's like,
5: oh, mm-hmm.
1: right? He could be dealing with me. because I can't understand mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. we can't communicate, we don't have a relationship, I dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't wanna dismiss you mm-hmm. and the road you traveled mm-hmm. to get to where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't mind sharing, brother,
5: yeah, I don't. It's good to be here, man. It's uh, <clears throat> it's always good <clears throat> to, um, you know, to have these rich conversations. Mm-hmm. with brothers. These conversations are really, really rich and fruitful. And thinking about legacy, I'm gonna start at, at legacy. You know, my first thought was, you know, it's, it's, I'm too busy to worry about my legacy. I think the legacy, you know, whatever I leave, whatever I do, I do, and you know, to be up to history and folk will come after me to to kind of put that in balance or reconcile mm-hmm. in, in any kind of way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think of the legacy, and it's bigger than my family. You know, I can't carry the page name, but I think about my mom and my, uh, my sister, and they both died. They both died about 26 years ago. And, you know, I just bought a crib. And my whole orientation and all of my sensibilities come from those Black females. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and mm-hmm. that's what they've sold into me, and into what I bring to all of my relationships, mm-hmm. especially with brothers. And so I find myself in this place mm-hmm. now, Isaiah, of reconciling because I remember the, the the distinct point in time because I was so socialized and <laughs> a household so full of feminine energy. Mm-hmm. I remember a distinct point in time denying that energy because mm. it wasn't cool oh, right. mm. oh. it, it, it would, and i could play football right mm-hmm. i still could play football i could you know i could rank and mm-hmm. score you know i still had this masculine thing the things that the little boys do in my in my hood but i also had that feminine thing right mm-hmm. you know i i love like stuff that we are socialized I believe or deeply feminine mm-hmm. right and i love to reading I could play Jax. Mm-hmm. Playing Jax was the big thing. I could play Jax, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, but I remember the point in time when I denied that. So when I think about legacy, you know, I, I, I'm not sure at this point of the conversation how much I have to add, but when I think about legacy, I think about what was put into me <clears throat> from my, my mother, my sister, and my grandmother, right? Yeah. On both sides. Sonora Elam, my mom's name was Janice Elam. My sister's name was Phyllis Austin Page. Phyllis Page Austin, she married. But Sonora Elam, Bula May Page, right? Mm-hmm my maternal and my paternal grandparents, you know, and I just can't, you know, I think um, with all this male energy in here, I think sometimes, especially as brothers, me and Larry talk about this all the time. There's all the different fissures, right? And chasms. And all this stuff is artificial anyway, right? It's all artificial, right? but it's really, really real because mm-hmm. we're disconnected from, you know, there's, there's this thing around native born black people and black people born in Africa staying mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. uh, black males, black females, especially in institutions mm-hmm. that we all have to deal with. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it, I say. Really Right great. on,
1: right on. And this is just a infomercial. Uh, you heard Larry say crib, for those of you who don't know, in the late sixties and the seventies, that was a home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna get back to the show. <laughs> I don't know, they might have came back to crib They might be drinking cribs now I
1: don't know But we're going to keep going I thank you brother so much Um, We are enjoying this conversation I do want to turn now and I purposely Just want Dre and Jeffrey to know I purposely left y'all last Because you're the youngins
0: You're the youngins Well hold up then, why was I first then? No, no,
4: because you were first no, I'm because doing of this the importance you. of your family. Oh, okay, good, I, okay. Because I'm older than you. Yeah, I know that's right. I, I know that's right. I, yes, sir. Right? And he just proved, he
1: he said his age, so that means he's older than me. Right. And we know you and Jesus the same
2: age. <laughs> but you, you guys are the same age, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I, I do wanna bring it to the, to the, we call them the, the young
4: cats, right? Absolutely.
1: But you know, Absolutely. Dre and Jeffrey are, are, are setting moves uh, in a way that is almost veteran-like, right? Um, I'm gonna go to you Cheatham because you are doing something that's non-traditional, right, for black men. And you've spoke on it a million times, but I'm gonna ask you if you could speak on it again, right? You said earlier about football and all of that. Give the people just a little bit of something, man, about what you're doing right now. Uh, I'm still
4: blown, blown away with what you stated, because that's exactly how I felt up to like three years ago about mm. not doing masculine things. Because mm. I'm a children's book author, so I write picture books for kids. And the reason why I did that is because I want to do whatever I can for little boys, and little, little black boys, and little black girls, to feel like there is there's a wonderland for them. Like, there's a Neverland for them because True. growing up with Disney and Nickelodeon, True. all those fantastic places were always reserved for white folks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, all, all the black kids got Harlem, yeah. Brooklyn, you yeah. know, yeah. or the South. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we could be wizards too, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so, cool. but growing up in the CD, I didn't know about Langston Hughes until I became an adult wow yes. you know what I'm saying I didn't know nothing about Langston Hughes when so I came an adult wow
5: um,
4: all, all I knew was City Panthers and C.A.Y mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it and I had those thoughts of like I want to perform like I want to be a star like I want to be an artist so that's when you said that those non-traditional male things I was like dang okay I'm not alone in that thinking so thank you for sharing that Um, and my whole goal was because I still struggle with that too like am I supposed to write children's books like am I supposed to do that, but every single time I see a, a black father like come up to me and dab me up, it's like, man, thank you for writing that book for my kid, bro. And yes, I am like, yeah. okay. You. Yes, right. sir. So I'm gonna just keep doing that. Yes, so sir. I really art it, to me, art is life, right? Like art is a time capsule, time capsule of what we're going on in society today. And the only reason why we feel the power of our ancestors is because of the art they left behind. Mm. The different mediums they left behind, whether it's music, high glyphics mm-hmm. uh sculptures whatever mm-hmm. so black art is just important and you know this too because you know the music you do is amazing and dope too mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and that's important too and i feel like that's why they attack black art so much yes, and i certainly. mean mm-hmm. you know through ways of economics they try to like make being an artist as unattractive as possible mm-hmm. because they understand the the power of art, Absolutely. you know, music books and all that stuff. So I'm starting to learn my role in developing the land that I want to live in mm-hmm. with my art. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'll be honest with you, hearing you guys' stories, I don't feel like I need, like I don't, I'm honored to be up here. I'm not going to say I don't deserve to be up here. I'm honored to be up here. Yes. Sir. And I'm going to soak up all the game that you guys got through this conversation. And this, this confirms with me that I'm on the right path to Absolutely. do what I have to do to make sure that, Thirty years from now, the brothers that want to do this again. Thirty years from now is like I saw this episode, yes, sir, and I saw at least two of the black men feel the way I felt mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, and now they're up here now. Like okay, I'm glad I saw that. So, That's so, so, so
0: you know, one of the things that you said about art, I think, is important, is that when you go to war, when people go to used to go to war and See they it. still do it, yeah. so they would kill the artists first. See, it. Mm-hmm. See oh. it, so the stories. That's right. Wouldn't be told. Although oh, right. so the rhythm right. is cut. Right. The tempo yeah. is yeah. messed up. The culture. the culture is screwed up. Mm. You can, If you can affect the art, you can affect the people. Mm-hmm. And they know that. That's why they love our art all over the world, mm-hmm.
4: too. Take, yeah, why they right? take it? So, <laughs> so when you talk wow.
0: about that, it just, it just made me think about that. When you go to war, they kill the artists, mm-hmm. the authors, That's the good. performers, the speakers. Not just the revolutionaries, no. not just the soldiers. They got to destroy the culture. Mm-hmm. And you do that by destroying the art. And That's so deep. it's very important what you're doing and showing our young black folks, these children that are coming up, y'all can be whatever you want to be. Matter right. of fact, y'all been whatever you want to be. Exactly. Your ancestors have already showed you that. It's now it's, f- it's time for us to bring it back to them. Facts. They're the ones who, you know... Be the ones running the world. That's what's up. Yeah. So I just and wanted to say that. Thank you, man. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And now I come to my man, Doctor. I call him Doctor Dre. You know, <laughs> he's been, you know, called a lot of things, not by me. <laughs> <It's okay>. um, <laughs> um, but no, I, I wanted to have you speak on your place in leaving a legacy for your son. You are big on making sure, because I'm one of those people that believe, you know, in life, you're either going to do what was done to you mm-hmm. or the opposite of what was done to mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so very few of us get an opportunity until it's way too late to do opposite, especially if what was done to us was a, was a negative, mm-hmm. we're like, right? A lot of times it, it comes along way later, um, but Dre, young man. Right. Father, uh, entrepreneur, uh, you know, you're making things happen. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the legacy that you're in the process of building for your son and your family.
2: Yeah. And I think one, this is a reflection of it right here. And I want to, before I answer the question, I want to tap in on some of the stuff that I I've heard, Um, you know, especially starting with Brother Larry, like, you know, us being stripped of our culture, that's our legacy. And then, you know, we came with hip hop. That was our art. And then they hijacked it and monetized it. Right. Absolutely. And now, you know, white kids, Asian kids, immigrants, they all listen to hip hop. It's the biggest thing. But we live the lyrics. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we don't have the cultural snapback. Mm-hmm. We don't have the rights of passage. We don't really know who we are. So it's a way that art's a way to control people, mm-hmm. too. Right. And, they're, and then they're going to decide what's hot, what's not. You know, it's not really us deciding what's hot. And so that intake, so that's one thing I did. I remember I heard when I first met Larry, we would go to community meetings and I heard you talk about White King and his father, how he would take his books. Mm -hmm. So I did that to my son. Like, hey, these are important, taking these. Mm -hmm. And so this that reverse psychology and then making sure even today, I don't listen to rap with my son. You know, we listen to funk, we listen to jazz, we listen to that type of stuff today. He's about to be 14 in July. And, um, you know, so really... Understanding that and taking those, and I didn't have a dad, so I didn't, you know, I feel like my role as a parent, all of our roles as parents is, um, to take the good from your folks or the community around you and amplify that and t- remove the bad, right? As much as bad as possible, much as the negative stuff as possible from your, from your parents. We all got it from community, from movies, all the stuff we've been socialized to try to remove that away from as much as possible. Um, and so that's what I've, Tried to do with my son and tried to make investments, you know, even in his education, like, you know, making sure that I went to Seattle Public Schools. I went to 10 schools between kindergarten and 12th grade. Mm-hmm. That's way out mm-hmm. of pocket.
0: Absolutely,
2: Right. And anybody that knows me knows I ain't stupid. And so they just went. They, they weren't teaching me the way I needed to learn. And really, I got behind and then it be turned into a behavioral thing. So I made an investment. Me and his mother made an investment and sending him to private school. So he just got a scholarship to O'Day Kennedy and he's uh, uh, on par to get into all aviation, right. which is the third highest public school in, in Washington state. Mm-hmm. So come on. come on, on, all that to say, but also this is a reflection of the legacy that we're all building. You know, this is all an offset of the legacy of my brother who passed away in 2004. That's how I got in. That's how I met Larry. That's how I met John. That's how we threw the block party. That's how I met AC who honored Jay said our Father's Day four of you guys have been honored at our Father's Day events. That's legacy. Mm -hmm. Our Mother's Day event that we kicked off in the name of Lottie Cross. That's legacy. Mm, Right. Me seeing this brother doing things. Okay, let me offer some of the resources that we have access to to continue the work that he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's legacy. So that's really what I want to do. And ultimately, I know if something happens to me, my AJ is going to be good. Mm You know what I'm saying? So that's really the legacy that I want to leave, not only for my son, but for your daughter, your son, your granddaughter. You know what I'm saying? Your kids, you know, your grandkids. That's really what it is. How do we build community and try to have a place where we can? Everybody's talking about how we can thrive. That's what we focus on. I grew up in recreation, so how can we have recreation, fun activities? It ain't always got to be something super difficult, right? Yeah. Let's just all come together. Let's watch a movie. Let's break bread. You know, let's uh, let's listen to some music or what Take a walk or whatever. So how can we just do fun? Black joyful things. Sometimes we make things so, so difficult. They gotta be all analytical and mm-hmm. folks wanna participate. I think JP said people wanna partificate, You know, they wanna act like they, like they smarter than what they really are. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, it's not really that difficult, right? It's really about spending time with each other, building relationships, Absolutely. having fun. And that's to me, that's the legacy. So if, if the seeds that I got from Larry and JP and Jace and Isaiah and Jeffrey and also I could, we're spreading each other because like Isaiah said, he said it's, he didn't say this. Is what he, said. Well, he says you're either in life, you're either a teacher or a student. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, you're either teaching somebody something or you're learning. And if you ain't doing either one of those, the cast is probably closed. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you think you ain't got to do one of those, you're you're it's over. I you're mean, walking I you're walking on Yeah. At the end of the day. So I think it's always a two way street. I think Larry gets as much from me as I get from him. JP, right. it's 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 really a relationship. It's not. You know, and same thing, I'm you know, building a relationship with Jeffrey now, you know what I'm saying, other folks, so how can we get folks to build our network? DQ behind the camera, like how can we get the network going so we can be resilient, and have the resources, currency, mm-hmm. coins, how can we get That's those good. things so we can really mm-hmm. leverage the resources that we have to build the legacy? Otherwise, if it's this individualism, or how or I'm not doing it unless I got money, or yeah. or we can't do this unless we got money, Now we got acts <clears throat> on stage. We got trucks, we got video equipment, we got DJs, we got facilitators, we got all the, we got MCs, we got everything we need in our community. If we spend the time to build the trust, respect and relationships, everything else, the currency is going to move around.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. It. The, the one thing, and I thank you for saying that, bro. Um, the one thing I noticed, right, with building legacy, and I see a lot of people my age or younger, they think it's, a microwave process mm-hmm. and that's why you see a lot of cats that are younger they don't want to put the work in to build mm-hmm. a legacy yes sir they think it's instantaneous mm-hmm. and just like you said like you said 2004 mm-hmm. this is 2022 mm-hmm. and look what you guys no pun intended build already doing this stuff and, mm-hmm. and I think and like you know you guys have been around each other for years and I'm sucking up everything I can because I've been around you know are you guys like bit by bit in mm-hmm. crossing and just learning As I come along, I'm starting to understand that it's a life choice Mm -hmm. to build a legacy. But you, like I think someone mentioned earlier, you're not necessarily building a legacy. You're just trying to live your life. Mm -hmm. And if you do it in service of people, that's what builds legacy too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, I'm just grateful for that because I've I've known you like off and on for a couple of years, and you and I really just start becoming close and cool. The past couple of months, and I'm already eternally grateful for what you've done for me so far. So, so thank you me. so much. And Isaiah, same goes to you too. So thank you guys so much. So this is this is dope.
0: You know, <laughs> and I, I wanted to say too. I think people think legacy is only when you do positive things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Legacy mm-hmm. can be negative
4: too. Yeah,
0: you can have a negative legacy. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so when when people hear you talk about legacy, they say, Well, you know, I'm not there yet. You you here, so you there. <laughs> what you mean? You, yes, you're right right. Here. Right. So you right there. You're right. Yeah. right? And what you do is your legacy. 100. Regardless if it's everything is positive, somebody and that somebody's watching. And and a lot of times we get so caught up in the oh I gotta be positive, I gotta be this, I gotta be that. How about you just live? How about um, you just make a contribution? How about you just be accountable for your actions? And then we'll talk about what that means in the end. What it looks like. What it looks like. But right now, everything that I do is not positive. You know, the the one, I have four daughters. And the one beautiful thing uh, my daughter, my oldest said to me, she said, you know, dad, you taught us everything to do and everything not to do. To me, that was the biggest compliment mm-hmm. I ever could get from my mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. meaning that they were watching. Yeah, and I yeah. wasn't fronting. Was, I'm was me. Right. What you want me to do? You want me to put on a mask when I come home? Right. And take it off when I go out? <laughs> no, nah, this is me. And mm-hmm. what I do um, that you may like, beautiful. But what I do that you may dislike, then understand why that was done. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Right? You know? That's, so heavy. I, yeah, That's I mean, heavy. bro. That that
1: that and I was and I was I was staying away, purposely staying away from well, what's the negative aspect of our <laughs> that, that, but I think it was already touched on. I mm-hmm. think we all touched on it. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody did it so eloquently. I just want to say real quick, uh, Jay said he is half of Black Stacks. My sister, yes, whom dear. I love dearly, Felicia Loud, is wanna in the building,
5: other half of Black Stack, so wanted to give that <laughs> shout out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so listen, I, man, to say that this was uh, an honor mm. to be a part of this dialogue, man, is incredible to me. Um, the fact that. I just keep hearing iron sharpens iron. Yes, I keep indeed. hearing iron sharpens iron, right? And that we are all able to cut through whatever it is we're going through because we're doing it together. Absolutely. It's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so man, I just want to thank you brothers um, uh, to let you know that we're going to continue building. Yes. In yes. every way possible here at Acts On Stage. We're going to be building out in the community um, and we just want all of you as well to join in and build with us. Um, let's create legacies. Yeah. Let's create legacies. Let's live right now. <laughs> let's right. do it right now. That's right. Quit thinking it's something you got to do that's gonna, you know, be looked at down. Nope. Whatever you're doing right now, like Jay said, you already here. <laughs> you're here. We're yeah. talking about I ain't there yet. Yes, you are. Um, Trey, any last words, man?
2: Yeah, thank y'all for joining. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate sharing space with y'all and continue to build, building with y'all in community. And like you said, you know, I want to focus on the building the positive legacies. Because like right. you said, you know, there is the, the flip side to that. So making sure that we're spending time and energy. And if any of these brothers on the stage, including myself, can do it, anybody can do it. That's, That's right. right.
1: That's right. So until next time, y'all, peace and God bless. <music>